afternoon and welcome back to another episode of Out from the Cube. I'm George Evian, uh, and this is my third podcast in three days. So clearly things have slowed down a little bit with clients and uh, some of the work that I, uh, I guess I'm required to do on a daily basis uh, with what we do at uh, my company, or not my company, but the company that I work for, Polaris Solutions. Uh, but there was some, uh, yesterday I had Josh King on. Uh, Josh King has uh, been with Polaris in our company for, I don't know, six months or so, and he's an agile coach, and uh, we got into some agile things. We got into some leadership things, um, but we also talked about him and his background in life coaching, and the last third, you know, the last third of that conversation yesterday with him, we talked about uh, something that happened in the basketball world, and for whatever reason, that's continued to be on my mind the last 24 hours. One, um, I do watch a lot of sport programming. Uh, I would say when I do watch TV, uh, I watch sport programming. So I have two I have too many channels, as we probably all do. I, I have cable, I have Sling, I have a Roku, I have Netflix, I have Hulu. I have all these different platforms to give me content, but essentially I watch two channels. I watch ESPN and all the other ESPN channels, and I watch the Food Network. I don't have any great stories on chicken recipes that translate into leadership and team principles. Although you can sit there and watch the Iron Chef and all these sous chefs and try to figure out, man, there's some team communication that's going on. There is a leader of this group. There are people that know their roles and there are outcomes after 30 minutes of a great dish. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's a podcast that I'll string together is uh, how to be a team in, in, a, in the restaurant industry. But um, I do watch a lot of sports. So in uh, watching sports in the past you know, week or so, they are still hammering on this issue that uh, happened in game one of the NBA finals. And so that's just been on my mind. And we, I posted some things about it on LinkedIn and on Twitter yesterday. And um, yeah, even though we're a new podcast, I'm getting a lot of feedback and a lot of questions on LinkedIn and on uh, Twitter about the things that we're kind of discussing. But um, th th that is on my mind. So I want to I want to recap what is what happened in game one. So understand this, I guess, about the podcast. Um, I am I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy talking with people. I enjoy learning. I love the discussion. Um, I love again. I love learning. And the more people we have on, uh, it's really uh, selfish in that I like to bring people on to ask questions and I sit with a notebook and a piece of paper and take as many notes as I can on what people were saying. And then I do reflect back on those episodes and go through them again and, and take a lot of notes. So it's really like one outcome for this podcast relative to me is to learn as much as I can. Um, I've said this uh, with people when we're just kind of out having drinks or having a meal, like I'm 45 years old. Um, I'm too old for recognition or to beat my chest or to try to climb a ladder or do anything along those lines professionally. Um, my life is really geared around uh, providing value to the people that I work with, providing value to my family and my children, and then my friends that I have in the community around me. That's essentially what my life has boiled down to. And then I, I couple that with, I want to learn. And I wish I could go back into my 20s as most of us would like to, uh, to and have those kind of be the pillars of my life, providing value to people and being of service to people and of learning as much as I can. Um, so those are kind of where I'm at. And so the podcast is geared towards that. Is that one, I'd like to have everybody that listens to this take one thing away that they could, that they might even consider, just consider it. 
Uh, it would be great if somebody would take one thing that is discussed, if it were from me or from a guest, that they could implement. Um, but um, I just listened to a keynote from Gary Vanderchuk. Gary Vanderchuk is somebody that I, I read a lot. I listen to a lot. He's got books out. He's got stuff on YouTube. Uh, this guy's the king. And of of the things I'm kind of passionate about right now, about uh, uh, content and entrepreneurship and how to build a brand and how to communicate and how to sell and things of that nature. Like those are things I'm really into right now. And and, um, you know, but I was I was listening to him this morning and it was really just about uh, some of the ideas that he talked about. were just getting content out there as much as you can. So I, I enjoy doing this and providing content and getting as much out as I possibly can. There's no shortage of things that I would like to talk about. I'm not saying I have a strong definitive opinion about things, uh, about all this stuff that we talk about, uh, but I definitely enjoy the discussion so I can learn. Um, so providing value, as much value as we can, and then on the other side, learning as much as you can. But there, the uh, to circle back to what has happened in the sport world. I'm going uh, to just describe for you what has happened in the sport world. And then I'm going to uh, circle back. Um, but a lot of this podcast is again, centered on things. Maybe I see in the sport world or there's two things I'm really passionate about when it comes to leadership or where I get a lot of my, where, where my uh, mind is always open to. I love sport leadership. I love coaching leadership uh, in terms of the sport world. I love cause it's on display. And it is evaluated and the outcomes are there on a Saturday afternoon, like Michigan, either they won or they lost. Right. And there's there's some strategy to that. There's some leadership to that. There's some motivation to that. Um, it's all about how that team works together. It's on display and it's a hey, we won or lost. I love I love that. And I love uh, I love it in all sports. Um, but I also do love like military uh, leadership, military teams. So um some of the podcasts that I listen to are really centered on those things. Uh, but I do like uh, just to th throw some things maybe out there that you could take away in terms of um, podcasts to listen to. Uh, one is is going to be Gary Vanderchuk, who I just uh, referenced. Uh, he runs a great podcast and he he might put out for a day and one might be an hour and one might be five minutes. Um, but if something is on his mind, his phone's on him and he spins it up and he records and he probably has a, a number of people that push that content out for him. Um, the other one in terms of just leadership uh, and military that I thought of when I mentioned it was the Jocko Willink. Uh, Jocko is uh, somebody that you should listen to as well. Um, again, I, I, I don't edit these for the most part, these podcasts. So if you hear uh, things buzzing and all that and my computer that or my phone going off, whatever it is, uh, that's just kind of part of, of how I choose to kind of do the podcast. It's just I press record and go. So um, so those are, uh, you know, military and teams, and it's going to be centered, and there's going to be stories really about that. But my background is in sports, so get used to that. If you do listen to the podcast, there's going to be sport analogies. Now, back to game one of the NBA Finals. Game one, and, and if you listen to my podcast from yesterday with Josh King, you know this story. But here's here's the deal. The NBA Finals started last week, and it is the Cleveland Cavaliers – versus the Golden State Warriors. Now, in the in the history of sports, no teams have ever met for the finals in any sport, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, four straight years. This is the first time ever that the same two teams have met in the finals of their respective sports four years in a row. So for the past four years, we've had Golden State versus Cleveland. Golden State won the first 
two, no, first one, Cleveland won one, Golden State won last year, and this is the fourth year in Golden State as of today, and they do play tonight on Wednesday night. Golden State is up two games to nothing. You have to win best of best of seven. So the first one to four wins, Golden State's up two. Now, Cleveland is the prohibitive underdog in this. They are not expected to win at all, and people are talking about a sweep. So game one was at Golden State out in Oakland, California. In this game, uh, it went to the last minute, the last seconds. And so imagine this scenario. Uh, a Cleveland Cavalier player has been fouled. It is 106 to 107. Cleveland is down a point. They're down a point. So they go to the line. George Hills goes to the free throw line. He makes the first one. And he's an 80% free throw shooter, meaning he doesn't miss that often. So he's 80%. He makes the first one, 107-107. 4.9 seconds left in the game in a game they are supposed to lose, in a series they are supposed to lose where they are big underdogs. And I think the line on this game may have been 12 or 13. At this point, it is tie game 107-107. George Hill shoots the second free throw. It hits front rim and he misses. Okay? Right under the basket is Kevin Durant. Golden State's best player, and he is to block out or, you know, block out for rebounding purposes, J.R. Uh, Smith. So J.R. Smith, one, Kevin Durant does not block him out. Two, J.R. Smith gets the rebound right under the basket. So he is literally one foot away from the basket with 4.9 seconds left in a tie game, and all he really has to do is go up for a layup and make that shot. If he makes that shot, then – Chances are they would win game one, a game, again, 12-point line that they're not supposed to win. But instead of putting it right back up, he dribbles to the top of the key. LeBron James, who is the best player in basketball, and people are now arguing the best player to ever play basketball, is screaming at him to shoot the ball because there's 4.9 seconds left, and nobody has any idea why he dribbled to the top of the key. He ends up passing it. That person on the catch, the clock expires, essentially, and they don't get a shot off at all, and now it's 107-107. LeBron is screaming at him. LeBron is screaming at him like, can't read his lips, but he's saying, why aren't you shooting? Why did you shoot the ball? Why did you dribble out? Why did you do this? He, 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 he says something to LeBron. You can't hear it, but all the lip readers that have been experts, uh, he is saying to LeBron, I thought we were ahead. Okay, so this is, for those that do follow sports, this is equivalent from what I've heard to Bill Buckner not catch, not, not being able to field a ground ball in the 86 World Series for the, uh, for, the, for the Boston Red Sox. Like, this is a big, this is a big issue that he was not able to score this ball. So what does that have to do with teams, with leadership, with motivation, with any of that? What does that have to do with anything that I am, basing this podcast on now grant like i said most of my stories will be basketball uh, or sport re- or sport related i'll have some sport uh metaphors in here but there's a lot going on here in terms of leadership and coaching and teams that i just can't stop thinking about and i continue to watch sports uh shows in the morning when i get ready for the day and they're continuing to talk about it but this is what has also happened in the past 24 hours footage you know, so this is kind of like the JFK, uh, you know, assassination where footage just keeps coming out. Now there's footage of two minutes of the bench, the Cleveland Cavaliers bench right after this had happened. 
LeBron James looks at the coach and asks twice, do we have any timeouts or did we have any timeouts? And the coach says, yes. And LeBron just slumps in his chair and he's so upset and he kind of turns his back on the team and he's so upset because meaning they had a timeout to burn. So they could have called timeout when J.R. Smith forgot what the score was. Okay. So what's again, what's that have to do with coaching? What's that have to do with your teams? And what's that have to do with your leadership? So this is where I would start. One, why did J.R. Smith not know what the score was? Why did he not know? How does he go to the free throw line in a game that he's probably played since he's been five years old and where scores always counted out and where you're in an NBA arena where there's scoreboards everywhere, where you're on the floor with five people, where you have four assistant coaches and you have a bench. And, and I don't know for certain on this. They may have even come out of a timeout. They may have come out of a timeout before those initial free throws were shot. How does he not know the score? Okay, so my question is, I mean, you, you, you could sit there and say a lot of things. So in terms of teams, this is just something we did as a coaching staff in terms of basketball. Again, I used to be a, a basketball coach. And, and, and this does correlate to, to how you run your teams. In the IT world, in the business world, or anything, this does matter in how you run your teams. But what we used to do in basketball was we'd have everybody gather around our huddles. We're always really tight because I wanted everybody locked in on the message. I wanted everybody locked in on what was important, what we were emphasizing, how we were going to get things done. And then when we broke from the huddle, there was a clear understanding of what our objectives were. But before we always left the huddle in tight games late in the, late in the clock, we would always sit there and say, we've got one timeout left. That's a tie game. Here's the score, right? And in relative to timeouts, we would always sit there and say, we've got one timeout left. Guys, how many timeouts do we have left? And everybody would have to say one, okay? What's that have to do with business life? One, you are in meetings. One, you do talk one-on-one -on -one with your people. One, you do sit there and have objectives and you do have everybody together where you're, they're supposed to go out and, and, and perform a task. Okay, so I would ask you this. Make sure that your people know what's most important. Make sure that you don't leave anything uncovered. If my boss or the people I report to want me to go execute something, I, even if it's been told four, five, six times, like the last message, hey, you know, this is what's going on. This is, hey, remember this about this client. Remember that, that, remember what happened the last time we did this, or this is really important. I would, so I would make sure that your instructions, that you set the table for what is important for that, that, that employee, that, uh, that team, that project, that client, that everybody knows and that you emphasize what's most important. So one thing that's in coaching that, uh, that we say a lot, and I've heard it said different ways professionally, but, and I do say this a lot. So you will hear this many times in the podcast. It's not what you, it's not what you, uh, it's not what you teach, but it's what you emphasize. It's not what you teach. It's what you emphasize. That is a coaching phrase that I've heard for years. So I, people do the same stuff. You know, if you're in the IT world, and I, we will have a podcast about this shortly, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. You might be building different products. You might even have a different platform. You might have different frameworks. You might have different things that you're doing with uh, IT related, but you're essentially all kind of doing the same thing to a certain extent. But, it, but each team is different. Each team performs differently. There are uh, 
different uh, things that are emphasized on each team. So I say this, when you go out with your teams, you bet you better make sure that they know what the score is and they know what the time is. So in basketball is driven by time and score and different. And I like, I love little phrases like that time and score, time and score, time and score. J.R. Smith had no idea about score. Do your people know what the score is when they go out into meetings or presentations or talks or a conference, or do they know what is the, and are you emphasizing what's important over and over and over again so that they don't catch the ball, think they're ahead and dribble to the top of the key, right? I, I mean, I know those are sport analogies, but, but that makes sense to me. Like, do they know the score? Do they know what it takes to win? Or if you're a salesperson where uh, this podcast has been going for a bit and the people that seem to be listening to it the most in terms of like the analytics and some of that that I've seen are salespeople. Like, hey, there's 4.9 seconds left. Here are the most important things that you still have to consider because the game isn't over. And we still, I don't want you to catch a ball and dribble to the top. So let's make sure we close this deal. Let's make sure we close the deal on some of this stuff. So that's, that's lesson one. And it really resonates with me, that, that idea of, of making sure, like I said earlier, there's five people on the floor. There's scoreboards everywhere. There's a coaching staff of three, four, or five. There's a bench of seven people that aren't playing. How, how could we not communicate the most important thing? How could you not communicate the most important thing what is it, which is how much time is on the clock and what is the score? And I ask that about your companies, your business, your salespeople, your consultants, everybody that is out there is the most important thing being communicated. Okay, so that's lesson number one in this finals fiasco for the, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number one is the most important thing being communicated. And is it emphasized? My preference would be, that you don't have the head coach sitting there saying, hey, it's 107-107, or there's 4.9 seconds left. My hope would be is that we have a team that is built and we have a culture that the most important things are communicated by everybody. Hey, guys, we've got one timeout left. Guys, 4.9 seconds left. Hey, we're up, tie game. You know what you, know what you see in baseball? The most routine thing, nine guys on the field, and a pop fly goes to center for the second out. What does the center fielder automatically do? He holds up two fingers and he says two outs and everybody on the field communicates two outs. Everybody. There, there can't be any confusion in baseball on how many outs there are at all. Like I'm not a baseball guy, but I know enough to, that everybody needs to know that there's two outs because the game is determined by that. And, their deci- and the decisions that have to be made in that game all are based on how many outs there are, right? I'm not a big baseball, I'm a big baseball guy, but I don't understand the strategy to everything that goes on with baseball. But I do know that is communicated. So the next time you watch a game, think about that. And then think about your teams and think about your leadership and think about the people that are under you and think about the culture you have built that are, are the most important things communicated. Okay, so the second idea on this that has been on my mind is really centered around leaving somebody out to dry. Placing blame, giving yourself an excuse, giving yourself an out for the loss, right? Or throwing your hands up in the air saying, okay, uh, now I've got a built-in excuse. So when I go to the press conference, I can kind of, without saying his name, I can really put that on J.R. Smith, okay? So this is what happened. He dribbled to half court. 
LeBron James is screaming at him. He passes the ball back to somebody who doesn't have time to shoot a three, and the ball is now, uh, the clock goes off and it's dead. LeBron James is screaming at him. He looks at him and says, I thought we were ahead. They go to the bench. Nobody sits near him. Everybody's head is low, and they're all kind of, and, and the circle isn't tight, and everybody's kind of blaming him, right? So the coach doesn't even acknowledge him. Nobody acknowledges him. There's one person, if you were to watch this footage, there's one person that is sitting there slapping people on the back, clapping, saying, let's go, we're okay, things are going to be all right. One person out of a 12-man roster and out of a leadership group of five, uh, three to five coaches that are in a leadership kind of pulling people together, and then there's like some ancillary people behind the bench that are like support staff. There's one person in that whole group that is clapping, encouraging, trying to come up with solutions, trying to keep people's heads up and all that, that, it, that is clearly not blaming J.R. Smith. So have you, so to circle that back to the professional world, bad things happen. You may not get a sale. You may not get a contract. You may have somebody like, we, we, we've all been in the IT world. Something happens in production. Somebody checked in wrong code. So we deployed it the wrong way. Things blew up. I remember being like in my first IT job, sitting there in a cubicle when my first IT job 10 plus years ago and a, 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 a pretty well-known company that, that had an e-commerce business. And I think I deleted the entire database, right? So, and I remember people that were in my corner uh, that supported me, but they were scrambling like, hey, get the, get the backups, get the backups. And this is back before, you know, uh, you know, where we had backups daily and continuous, you know, all this continuous stuff that we do now in the IT world where it was just like automatic press a button. Boom. Like we were scrambling. Right. Bad things are going to happen. And people are going to make mistakes and good people are going to make mistakes. And I'm always interested on when those things happen. Where's the team? What are the team dynamics? Where's the, where is the leadership for the team and who's in charge or who do people report to or, or the customer, or even if it is a customer, if the customer is mad or the client is mad, how is that shielded? So here's what I would have really have liked to have seen in, in this basketball game. He takes a bad shot. Or he, no, not that he doesn't take a bad shot. He doesn't take any shot. So he gets the ball. He dribbles to half court. He passes. Clock goes off. And he essentially blew it. He blew it. Everybody knows it. He's been getting crushed for the past week. He blew it. And so much so that when they, that when game two, when game two happened and they introduced him for the starting lineups, the, and this game is on the road for Cleveland. They are playing in Oakland at Golden State. He, he messed up so bad. That when he was announced in introductions, they had announced everybody else. And everybody else was booed, booed, booed. You know, 25,000 people booing people. When he was introduced and he came out, that place erupted in screams and cheers. And they were just so excited that he was on that, that Golden State, that he was on the team. Like they cheered for him. And then also so much so that when he was at the free throw line, Later in game two, that entire crowd of 25,000 plus the 30,000, they were chanting MVP for an opponent. Like, that's how bad this guy messed up, right? But what I would have 
hope to have seen from this caliber of, and they do have a great coach and they do have a great player in LeBron James. But when this went bad and he messed up, man, it would have been great to have seen somebody just go over and even whisper in his ear, like, Hey, don't worry about it. We got you. Like, we're going to do this. We got overtime. You didn't lose the game. You could have won it. You didn't lose it, but I'm with you. And I'm here. I'm here for you. And it's okay to like say some of those things. Like the, the sports world's different. The sports world is different than a professional world, right? Because you do hear the phrase like, I love you. Don't worry about it. Like you hear those phrases. I hear coaches look at players and I've said it. I want you guys to know how much I love you. Like that sort of thing. Like it's sports is different. But, and I know you don't say that in the professional world, right? That would be goofy to sit in a stand up and have the, the scrum coach kind of look at you and say, hey, I just want everybody to know here how much I love you. Okay, I get it. But to grab that person, he knows he messed up. He knows that he let not only the team down, but he represents a city that has won one championship in the history of that city. They've never won any other championship than two years ago. And he, so he could take that on. Man, I wouldn't let anybody take that, that burden on. I would not let anybody take that burden on. So in your professional world, how much do you let people carry the burden of that? How much do you let people feel like they are disconnected, that it's their fault, that we're not rallying together, that we're not all in this together, that we're not a team? How much do you let your people carry that burden? And I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've been in IT for a while now, and I've been a part of some great teams, and I've, I've witnessed and observed and been a part of poor teams. And it's amazing how people just get isolated. And it's amazing to see how dynamic and how great these high-functioning teams work when something bad happens that, one, it's nobody's fault. Nobody blames. Nobody shuns. Nobody steps away. Nobody says, hey, you know what? Um, I prefer not to have my cubicle next to that guy or gal. I prefer to be somewhere else, right? I've seen that stuff. Instead of the, the dynamic one like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll fix it. We'll communicate with the client. Or what about the person that misses on a sale or, you know, messes up a client? Okay. I, I've been a part of this. I've, I've seen this and I've seen this in the IT world and this, then this, this makes me scared. So this story actually makes me nervous. And because of this story, I always check everything, but I, we had a client years and years ago that we were on with a call. This, this did not happen to me. I was not the one that, that this happened to. So it's not that I'm not blaming anybody and I'm not going to say who it was, but it was, it was a score. A st he was with a client and it was like an online meeting after the online meeting was over uh, we hung up uh, and then the, we sent an email. We we sent an email to our boss about the meeting we had. And I think we, we weren't mean or anything like that, but we just said, you know, this client is going to need a lot of handholding and it's a high maintenance client, whatever it might be. But the, we hadn't really hung up from the call. OK, we hadn't hung up from the call. The client was still on the line. The client saw the email and we kept that business. But we, we took the responsibility to that. Yes, one person did that, but we take it on. Now we were fortunate that we had a great boss, a great, uh, that sat there and said, okay, bam, teachable moment. This is a teachable moment. We can't, we, we've got to be careful of this stuff. We shouldn't be doing these things, whatever it might be, right? It was a teachable moment that we rallied around. If that could have been bad, you, you, people that listen to this have had things like that happen before. And you sit there and get nervous, but 
the it's uh, the, the use a phrase that we used yesterday with Josh. We talked about shared ownership, shared suffering. And the idea of all that is about being together. So this is what just to go back to this this situation with the game. I'm sitting there thinking, like, why isn't anybody talking to him? It wasn't just LeBron. That's the best player. What if it's your best IT guy? What if it is your best, like the, the, the rock star of the group, which everybody has? And it's maybe some guy that's like if somebody's a 10, maybe this guy's a four and he blew it somehow. Right. Wouldn't it be great for that four to have that 10 come to him and say, man, don't worry about it. like, hey, I like we're going to fix this. How, how like what are you trying to build? You're trying to build a culture, a team, a togetherness to produce results. And this guy's going to be around. Like this J.R. Smith guy, he played in game two. And the games tonight, he's playing in game three tonight. You need him. You need him. And you need people on your team. So I, I want you to just consider that. Again, to, circ- to go back to how I started some of this, it's the idea of, you know, just I hope that you can take one or two things away. Um, that will intersect you or have you just consider one or two things, so, uh, consider or implement. If you can kind of do that, then, then this is, this is a, a great deal f- uh, for me to try to provide some of this. But the idea of just don't leave people out to dry when things go bad. So J.R. Smith goes to the bench and the coach doesn't even talk to him. The coach doesn't even talk to him. Okay. So make sure we communicate the things that are the most important and do it ad nauseum. And do it until it's they're sick of it, right? Do it ad nauseum. Like, we're going to just, hey, you're going to know everything that's important to us, and we're going to over-communicate the things that are most important so we don't drop the ball here at the end, right? Don't leave people out to dry. Don't blame, don't, and, don't, and don't start building in excuses for when you don't get a sale, a sale or, or a client doesn't come back or a client's unhappy. Don't build in excuses. Like, ah, we didn't get that because of him or that fell apart because of him. Right. The other thing I would encourage you, and we've said this before in other podcasts and uh, some of the talks that we give, is you'll. Uh, I am programmed to do this. This is something that I have programmed myself to do. I always say we, and I always say us, and I always say ours. So even though I may not have been the person that wrote an email with a client still watching, I will still say we did it. Like we did that. I was there. It's my. It's. I was a part of that team. Um, I was a part of that company, and we didn't do a good job with that, and we could have done better. What if LeBron James had gone to the, the table and said, man, we, we, we didn't do a good job in the last 4.9 seconds? What if he had said that? What if, you know what, all the questions were about J.R. Smith, and he even had, he, this is what he said. I'm not sure what his mindset was at that point. Now, maybe he was asked about his mindset, but I'll tell you what, I would much rather have been that leader that sat there and said, and had a, had a reporter ask me, you know, what was JR thinking at the end of the game? Why wasn't, why didn't he know? I would just, instead of sitting there saying, JR Smith, I'm not sure of his mindset. Boy, wouldn't a great answer have been, we didn't do a good job communicating amongst ourselves exactly what time and score were. We could have done a better job with that. We could have done a better job in the timeout, and we accept responsibility for that, and we're going to be ready to play on Thursday night. Man, is that a different message from your best player, from your 10 on your team? Isn't that a much better message? Because now everybody's going to be talking about JR 
Or what if the best player had said, I should have communicated better. I should have done. It wasn't LeBron's fault. If, and if you're really looking at it, but what if he had said, I could have done this, or I should have communicated that. I wish I could go back and have done a better job with this. Damn, that, then he puts it on himself. He puts it on himself. And that changes the whole dynamics. Because what happened in game two? J.R. Smith had five points. Missed almost every shot he took. Was non-existent. And, you, and they needed him. What's that have to do with business? Man, what about that guy you need? What about that guy or gal that's going to be with you for the next year that's selling things and as part of your team and culture is writing code for you or is the face of the business and the, the IT department, whatever it might be, right? And you need that person. But because of how, how he was or she was made to feel when things went bad and how maybe she made a mistake that she didn't bounce back and it hurt you even more, right? And I always keep this in mind. These are our jobs. This is eight, 10 hours a week. Some jobs you have, you think about all the time. You think about these jobs on a Saturday night at eight o'clock where you're talking shop or thinking about a client or thinking about a sale or thinking about a member of your team, right? This is our livelihood. This is what we do for a living. And we talked yesterday uh, with some people at our company where we were talking about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this stuff doesn't matter and you can always kind of bounce back. Yeah, I get that. I get it. That we need to learn and all that, but we take this serious. This is how we provide for our families and what we do and um, our children and our livelihoods. And so we do think about it a lot. So uh, I say that because we're here a lot and you, you need to have a culture, an environment, uh, a communication network uh, where all your people feel like they've got support no matter what happens, right? Hey, did we learn something? Yeah, we did. You know, I got to make sure that one, I shouldn't be sending emails like that. If I kind of feel that way and feel like we actually do need to talk about it, maybe we should just do it over drinks on Friday night, you know, or I need to make sure all this stuff is shut down. My computer's off, my phone's off and my, you know, all that is, you know, so the client doesn't see things, right? That sort of thing, right? So I, I, I get it, but we need to make sure. So the last thing to cover is the best player. In this scenario that I, I and again, I've thought about this a lot because I'm seeing the absence of leadership and and uh, and if you're a sports fan, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to get swept. There's two more games to play, but I'm telling you they're going to lose and they're not necessarily going to lose because they don't have more talent or they're not as good. They're going to lose because I think that they lost they lost that series in that four point nine seconds. They lost that series in four and I would love for you to. You know, listen to this podcast and get back with me on your thoughts on that. But you can like you're you, you're going to you're going to lose a sale. You're going to lose a client. And it's not going to be because of certain you're going to say we lost it here. We lost it here. You know, all that to me is a byproduct of having great teams, great leadership, great communication, great togetherness, uh, great uh, objectives and goals and everybody working towards the same thing. If you're off, if anybody's offline on that stuff, that's where you lose that client. My opinion. My opinion. Now, you know, things happen. I understand things happen, but also things happen and great teams, great leadership, great management, great people, great communication. They overcome that stuff. There's there's always a, there's always a good solution if you have those things. Um, LeBron James sits on the bench. Here comes the coach, the leader. Did we have any timeouts? Yeah, we had one. Do we did we have any timeouts? Yeah, we had one. And he slumps in his chair, grabs a towel, puts it over his head and turns his back on his team. 
right? So what's the lesson? There's a lesson there, right? There is a lesson in that your 10, your best, your best salesman, your, your best IT guy, your best DBA, whatever it is, your best. This is the best. Like he's the best. And, and I, I hate to keep saying it, but he's the best in that they're saying he might be the best to ever play that game. So he's the best. Everybody looks up to him. Everybody admires him. Everybody really has to answer to him because he has said things like this. I've heard LeBron say this, and this caught my attention. He said this two weeks ago. Oh, no, he said it after game one. After J.R. Smith made that error in the press conference, he said, this is my team, and J.R. knows what I expect from him. Wow. Wow. I, like that, 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 if that doesn't put him on a different island than the rest of the team, and keep this in mind. One, I'm a big sports guy. Two, I'm a big basketball guy. Three, I really like LeBron James. I do think he's probably one of the best to ever play. But, man, I really feel like he messed some of this stuff up. That's his – he put himself above everybody else. My team. This is my team. He knows what I expect from him. Hey, man, we're a team. We are a team. You are no bigger, no smaller than anybody else on this team. And even the coach. If the coach can figure out how to put his ego aside and make himself feel like we're all in this together, like, man, that just isolating him more and more. So he sits there in the timeout and puts his towel over his head when things got bad and turns his back on his team. So, yes, I understand frustration. I understand things don't go well all the time, and I understand that you're going to lose games and you're going to lose clients and you're going to lose an opportunity to sell or push a product. You're going to lose you know, what, whatever losing is to you in your industry. I get that you are going to lose, right? I understand. But how do you handle that? What is, what is the, you know, and I, I may not have the movie right, but I'm thinking of a few good men, and it may not be. So somebody IM me on Twitter or somebody – uh, hit me up on LinkedIn and correct me on this. But I think this is the idea of that, hey, so, the few good men could be the wrong movie. But hey, something bad's going to happen. We are going to lose. When we lose or when this happens, nobody flinched, nobody moved, nobody showed discomfort, nobody, nobody showed displeasure or disappointment. Stand there and take it and let them know like you knew what was going to happen, right? And I think it was that movie, and it may not be like that final scene or anything, but there's there was a movie where that happened, and I'm, that's how you need to be. Bad things are going to happen. I think that's how you need to be kind of publicly and to your team. Okay, cool. We had a timeout left. All right, here we go. All right, we could have done a better job there. We didn't get that sale. Okay, like I've I've been with clients where, hey, this happened, this happened, and you get like an explosion emoji or something like that. Like, hey, my head is or like, I'm on fire and I'm not going to talk to you until, wow, okay. Like, I've had that happen. Now, client work is probably cool, right? I understand that. But running your teams, hey, we're okay. Like, here are four or five things we need to do to get better. This is how we can get better. And we're going to deliver this and things are going to be really good on Monday. When we get together on Monday and discuss this and have a retrospective, let's make sure we hit on these four or five things because we are a great team. We, we really do deliver great products. We really do sell well. And we, but here's what we need to do to be better. Not right now. Right now, we're still in the game. Right now, we're still playing. Right now, there's still a sale to have. There's code to push. There's a product to release. So right now, we have to be that. So I'm just, so those would be, 
It's long-winded. I expected this to be 20 minutes, but I get really into this stuff. It's 40 minutes now, and I don't want to have these long podcasts. But I'm asking you, that basketball scenario, regardless if you like basketball or not, you are on a team, and you are a leader of that team. I'm reading a quote here in my notes right now uh, from something from a while ago from this year that says the job of leaders is to develop more leaders. So, and, and our job is to develop leadership skills, to lead, even if you're a number one on your IT team or a number one on your sales team. Your job is to develop leadership skills You're de- and to be a leader on that team. If you are the leader on that team, it's your job to always be thinking about how you can develop more leaders. So you're always leading, regardless if you like basketball or even know what the NBA finals are or even know who LeBron James are. I hope that I've painted this picture of make sure you communicate what's most important all the time when it's needed, all the time. What is the most important thing we are doing today, right now, or this last 4.9 seconds? You need to know this because we're about to win. We're about to win. And uh, there's, a, there's a coach that I respect on his uh, to clear noise out of his mind and um, off of his schedule. So out of his mind and out of his schedule, he has a sign on his desk that says, does it help us win? And that's what he focuses on. I only focus on things that help us win. Like, what are those things? But you're about to win. So make sure, does it help us win to over-communicate the most important things, right? It's not what you teach, it's what you emphasize. So like, and I say that again, because you are always building that culture, that philosophy, and trying to make sure you're moving towards your outcomes and your goals. So say it over and over and over and over again, over and over and over again. Like if you have a phrase that is the most important thing to you, say it over and over and over again. Until, they're, until it's just in them. And it may seem hokey, but when new people come on a year from now, two years from now, and that message is ingrained throughout the system, like we, we over-communicate the simple things. Like we over-communicate the simple things and we over-communicate um, the important things. That's what we do. So the second, and then the second one we talked about was not leaving anybody out to dry. Don't let anybody feel like the total outcome is on their shoulders. What a huge burden for people to carry on a job that they love and a team they want to be on for them to sit there and carry that luggage around and make them feel like, man, the reason we lost this is because of you. Nah, no. I mean, as a leader, I would step up and say we, okay. And third, make sure your best players, your best employees, your, your, um, your person that provides the most and the value and the sales and the revenue, whatever it might be. And the people that people, the person that people look up to, that person, make sure that he is always on board with your mission, with his leadership or her leadership skills. And so she or he can take that and convey that message to everybody and let that person take it on, right? Or make sure that person spreads the message of we. That wasn't on, man, it, I, it, and I never really thought about it this way until I, I've been talking about it this past 45 minutes. But man, what a difference the NBA Finals would be for the Cleveland Cavaliers if LeBron James had gone to that press conference and he had sat there and somebody asked him, what was J.R. Smith thinking? He blew it. And what if LeBron had just said, we could have done a better job those last 4.9 seconds? Instead, he said, I'm not sure what J.R. was thinking. And so, and then, boy, he wore it. He wore it, meaning JR wore it. 
And you, this happens every week at your companies. This happens every week with your teams, with your companies. And I know we have coaches uh, that, are, uh, that listen to this podcast as well. It happens every day. And one thing you have to sell is we, and you gotta do a th- uh, you've got to sell togetherness, and you've got to build those culture things like, hey, we're in this together. This is all about we. Nobody carries this baggage, and we've got to make sure we're prepared for every outcome, even if it's bad. And let's have that body language. You know, the body language that LeBron had was we blew it. And keep this in mind for those that don't know how that game ended up. 107-107, misses a free throw, gets the rebound, about to win the game, dribbles to half court, turnover, whatever it is, goes to overtime 107-107. The overtime of that game, Cleveland loses by 13 or 14, which hits the line, which hits the Vegas line. It was like right on the line. But I'm telling you what right now, if they had handled that differently at the end of that game, they, I'm not saying they would have won, but they sure as heck wouldn't have lost by 13. That being that deflated, having that, that hang, that cloud hang over your team, that's got to be taken. That leadership would have taken care of everything. So I encourage you to think about those things. I think it happens every week. I have notes and notes and notes here of things I'd like to talk about and want to, and thought about getting into. And I got a little long winded with things. Think about how you can get ahead of those and how you can lead in those situations and how you can get everybody back on the same page. So I appreciate you listening. The podcast is getting a lot of juice and, uh, and more people are listening to it and I'm getting great feedback on Twitter and, and LinkedIn. And I appreciate, uh, you know, the feedback because uh, again, I, I said this on the first or second episode that this is probably going to suck for a while until I really, uh, Tim Ferriss is a podcast I listened to and he said, do a podcast put 20 out first up 20 20th episode is going to be a lot better than your first episode, but get it out there. And I've decided to do it. I think there are things that are going to uh, get a lot better and, uh, and things that I'll improve upon. And I appreciate any feedback people give. I know some of the feedback might be like, Hey, too much sport analogies, but that's my stick, so to speak. And it's what I'm into. And it's where I kind of look for leadership and come up with stories and things that resonate with me on how I can be a better teammate, how I can lead a team better, how I can be a better leader, how I can communicate may- maybe better with whom I report to and how I can be better with my clients. Like I get a lot of that from watching sports, uh, reading sport books, and, um, and thinking about those things. So I encourage you to do the same. And hopefully, again, uh, what I said earlier, I hope that you at least can get one thing to consider or implement. One thing. We used to have a coach that would go to coaching clinics, basketball-related, and it would freak the players out because he'd come back from a coaching clinic with 20 new things, 20 new, a new offense, a new defense, a new special, a new out-of-bounds play, a new way that we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And it would freak people out like, oh, we're going to do all this new stuff. And the idea is you go to these conferences, you go to these clinics, you listen to a podcast, you read a book, try to find one thing that you to consider, one different way to phrase something else, one different thing to meet with your team about, just one thing. So I think there's hopefully some more, more than one thing maybe you can take away. But my, I, I hope that you at least take, I, my hope would be at the base level, there's one thing to consider. It would be great if there were one thing to implement. It would be great. It would be 
unbelievable if it were three things to implement and you found so much value out of this that you shared it with coworkers or your friends or whatever it might be. But listen, I've appreciated it. I've gone over. Um, look for more podcasts from me. There's more to talk about. There's more things going on and uh, there's more things that I'd like to learn. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Again, I guess let me put this out there as well. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at G Evian, G E-V-J-E-N, E-V-J-E-N. So G Evian uh, is my Twitter handle. I'm on there quite a bit and would love any feedback uh, that you might have on how uh, different topics we could do or things to discuss or things I might have messed up on or the actual movie that, uh, that I tried to bring up earlier today. So have a great day and crush the rest of the week. Thanks.